Hey guys, welcome back to King's Corner Life Notes. So for today's episode, we have a very special guest to the podcast, someone who's been always very supportive and there for me um, throughout my journeys. Um, I've known this person since... Um, I think my second year or third year of university and we've experienced so many obstacles together within dealing with friendships, school struggles because we all know how that is in university, mental health issues and genuinely so much more. So we're going to get into some of those topics today but let me just let that person introduce themselves. So here is my friend Lisa. Hi everyone, (laughs) this is your captain speaking. Oh okay. So I wanted Lisa to give herself an opportunity to introduce herself just because I think it's important for the listeners to understand, you know, who the guest is, what effect they've had in my life, and just so much more. So like I said before, and I didn't give you the opportunity because I cut you off, but here's your chance to give yourself a little introduction for the people. So Emma and me have known each other for about two and a half years now. And in this case, I would say time means nothing because she's... (laughs) by far one of my best friends ever and we are three years apart so i was born in 95 and emma's born in 98 however it's like the little sister i never had but it's not really a little sister okay think about this when i was in grade nine you're in grade 12. yes we would never have been friends never (laughs) i was scared of all grade 12s like we all it's so funny because my my one of my closest friends her sister told me like i was like what what advice can you give me for grade nine she's like when you get your locker number, go put a lock on it because people will steal it. Like grade 12s, they don't care what grade you are. They'll take it. They're a seniority. And I was always like so scared. So thinking that you would be in grade 12 when I'm in grade nine, I think is so crazy. It's like a hierarchy. Mm-hmm. It really is, right? I think that's so insane. So as we mentioned before, Lisa's older than me. So when she graduated, correct me if I'm wrong, you went to college before you came into the university that... I was going to right yes and it was in the same area right yes oh my gosh right i'm getting so many things right i'm remembering she knows me (laughs) so you mentioned before um you told me before that you took three years off after finishing grade 12 right yes and then you went well i guess you could just tell yourself i'm like filling in the blanks for you but basically just say what you did after um grade 12. okay so my academic journey after high school began with half a semester of grade 12 b Mm-hmm. and highly regret that but we can get into that later yeah and then so I took three years off and then I went to college for two years mm-hmm. and I graduated with my journalism diploma congrats thank you <laughs> I had a really good experience there I was really successful with my studies and it was an experience that I never will forget and it yeah. benefits me to this day and I had a professor of mine pull me aside at the end of my second year in college and told me that he really wanted me to go to Brock. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Yes. He persuaded me because he saw a lot of potential in me. He said he could see me teaching once having 10 years of practical experience in a field. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's why you went, you came to university and Mm -hmm. that's where I go to school too. So that's how we technically met. Mm -hmm. So once you were done college, you were looking for a place to live. I was juggling finding a house up north where I was going to work. And then I was leaving my house at college. So it was a lot of juggling of homes. Yeah. But that is how we first became friends. Or I guess we met each other. That's the first time we knew who each other 
work. work. So I think it'd be funny to talk about first impressions too, Uh because we definitely do not have the same first impressions as we do now. But basically, I think it's important to know um, the road that we had to go down to find, I guess, the house that we lived in. So Lisa and I, so I remember in my second year, I was living with um, a bunch of girls and we were all kind of just going our separate ways. So I was looking for a house too. I didn't even think I was going to stay at the university that I was staying. I was actually being prepared to switch schools to a different program. So I ended up staying at my school and I was like, okay, well, I need to find a place to live because I didn't sign a contract with, you know, the people I would have signed with. So I went on Facebook because there's a Brock Facebook chat that has all of, you know, houses or people that are looking for roommates. So I went on and I saw that there was this house for sale. And what literally got me was the description that one of the girls made that we're roommates with. She said, oh yeah, all you have to do is send us your resume and blah, blah. Oh, just kidding. I don't know why I thought that was so funny. I was like, hey, these girls are hilarious. I need to meet up with them. Anyways, long story short, met up with them moved in with them but I didn't we didn't know them um and I guess the same situation happened to you you were looking for somewhere to move um and you found on Facebook too how did you found the post I knew before I had left to go live and work up north that I had to find a house so I remember this was the beginning of May and once I saw the advertisement on Facebook I was like wow like (laughs) they're looking for people so late this is perfect yeah because that was my first thought I don't remember what it said but I remember it was obviously very welcoming and I I thought these girls would be great to live with because they conveyed themselves so well yeah they did mm-hmm. so and i liked the pictures like, i was gonna say that too the house looked great yeah like i was sitting at my kitchen table i remember it to this day what it was like mm-hmm. and i believe i remember who i spoke to but yeah yeah <laughs> and it's so funny so within later episodes i'm definitely gonna have more of my roommates on so it's really really interesting to hear back everyone's position within the story of how we all kind of found each other because it's really funny looking back emma and i are the outliers yeah so there were a group of four right three four four Four, yes yes four so there were a group of four girls that you know knew each other through classes and picked up people along the way as well and they were genuinely just looking for two people which was coincidentally lisa and i and you know we kind of jumped into the house not really knowing them but i think long story short as i keep saying i think that living with those girls like changed both of our lives and you know the people that know who they are like they know who they are snaps for you guys you guys are amazing but um i definitely want to have them on the podcast i think that'd be so cool to talk Mm -hmm. about all of our first impressions but okay i guess you can say what your first impression of me was it was quite funny. I remember I went into the kitchen and Emma's room was right beside the kitchen. Yeah. And I believe she came out for whatever reason. And that's when I first met her. And my first impression of her was that she would be extremely quiet mm-hmm. and absent from any in-house activities. And I just, I just never thought that she would be outgoing mm-hmm. from that first impression. But that taught me they do not... They matter, but they are not accurate. Yeah, first impressions are not accurate. So when I first met you, you were leaving to go to a wedding. This was like right when we were moving in, you had like a wedding or something to go to. So I just remember you coming up the stairs. And of course, it's just loud, Lisa. You're always making like a comment or you're making a joke or anything. I remember you coming up the stairs and you just had like bags full. And you're like, I'm going to a wedding and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, she's so funny. Like she's just so like outgoing. I remember you left and then like the next day or something I like sat with one of the other roommates and I was talking about like family issues like just bonding heart to heart and then from there I was like hey these girls are like so cool and then you came back and I remember our first memory of each other we were studying in the living room this is when me and you first 
Bonda, do you remember this? Fill me in. So we were sitting in the living room in our house and we were both studying and some of the girls were going out and we were staying in studying and I remember we both like showered, we're both like hair in the towel. This is starting to ring a bell. (laughs) And we started playing Bring Me to Life by Evanent. Evanent? This is definitely in my memory. (laughs) (laughs) We were just karaokeing. Yeah. And that's literally the first memory I have of us, like just completely enjoying each other and being outgoing as we both are. I feel like we were very jokes. Yeah. Like we, obviously we were definitely making impressions on everyone, but Mm -hmm. like we were showing our best sides of our humor. Yeah. And I think it's so interesting how you brought up that first impressions don't matter Mm -hmm. because they genuinely don't. Mm-hmm. When I first met you, I guess you kind of met my impression because I just assumed I was like, oh my gosh, she's loud and she's funny. And that was you. But me, like I'm not a shy person, but I guess I am when I first meet people. And it's just so intimidating going into a house of five girls and I know no one. But something else that Lisa and I talk about often is how well we got along. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird when I tell people, yeah, I lived with a group of five girls. Like there were six of us. We never fight. We never fought. We never had drama. There was nothing. And it still shocks me to this day that there. It's, it was just such a healthy relationship that we had with each other. Yeah, I'm super happy that we didn't have any type of problems like that. And I don't think we would be the people to even really be around Yeah. that kind of stuff anyways. Mm-hmm. I feel like the people we're friends with and we ourselves like to keep it harmonious. Yeah. So. I love that word. Yeah, I love that word as well. <laughs> so going back. Oh. Nice. Very professional. (laughs) I'm a journalist. I have my phone on all the time. Okay, so moving on to all the fun stuff, let's get into the deep conversation as I'm known to have within my podcast. So... Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Be prepared. So you mentioned how you went to college and then you went to university, obviously. Um, But what was the difference within the terms of education and um, what's the word? Um, The level of difficulty? I guess, I guess the level, yeah, the level of difficulty that were different between the two. So I definitely, before applying to college and university, I thought, I, it's the worst assumption, let me tell you, but I just thought dumb people went to college, smart people went to university yeah. because that's just how it felt. Well, that's how it is growing up. Yeah. I remember in high school, you know, the differences within high school, it's applied and academic, right? Yeah, like I must have learned that f- somewhere 100 percent, and i felt the same that's why i was so insecure growing up because i'd be in the college slash applied mm-hmm. side where all my friends were in academic and i literally am project i was projected to think that when you're in the college side it's done mm-hmm. like so i completely understand your even though it's so wrong i totally get that mindset because it's everyone thinks i that. believe everyone thinks that yeah, it's crazy yeah so that's what i thought and i would say between the two college is definitely exactly what they tell you it's completely more hands-on university is a different ball game it's not that people can't transition and they can't do it but your like the skill set is just totally different oh completely i wish that i could have experienced college in some way because i am a way more hands-on person than not mm-hmm. if that makes sense and i went into the route of like oh i can i have the ability my marks are good enough to go in university i'm going to do it so i don't know if it's the same for you but through that process, like I just tied my self worth to school too. Oh yeah. Because obviously we live in an evaluated society. So like you're evaluated on everything. And when you fall short of that, even if it's not due to like intelligence, it just makes me feel unworthy basically. Mm -hmm. And I've undergone the process of self-reflection a lot throughout COVID. I found that I was tying my worth to school 
and I think that's a terrible thing. And Amethyst said something really good to us over over this pandemic when we were speaking, and she said, you need to stop doing that. She's like, school is not all of you. And I definitely have taken those words to heart. Yeah. Did you feel like you didn't have that kind of complication that you're talking about now, that self-worth tying it into school? Did you have that within college or was it mainly when you transitioned into university or has it just been your whole life? It's been a long time I've had that thought Mm -hmm. because I, like in my younger years of school, I did really well. Like I was obsessed with school, but I learned that when kids transition from grade five to grade six, if they go to a different school, it's much harder on them. Because, like, new students you meet, they already have established friendships and all that stuff. You're starting all over again. So, like, I was at at the top of my class, and then I went to the bottom. Because, like, I saw teachers, like, having favorites. And I know this all sounds very childish to say. No, it's something that's in your journey. Wait, so Mm -hmm. did you transfer schools? Yes. Um, Because my grade school went from JK to 5. Oh, okay, okay. And then six to eight was at a different school. But that school itself goes from JK to grade eight. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I don't understand why schools do that. Like, I went to a school that was SK to grade eight. And then I went from grade nine to a high school, like, to grade 12 to a high school. What was that like having such young kids mixed with upper year middle school? Like, grade seven and, like, grade eights with SKs? Like, what's that like? It was never intertwined. No? That's the thing. That's what I never understand. When we had our SKs in, like, the kindergarten... The kindergarten space was completely surclosed. They had different recess times than us. They were in a completely different wing of the school. They were right beside the office. And then you walk through the school and it's all the other grades. So we had different floors. The first floor was grade one to three. And the second floor is grade four to eight. I think that's extremely smart. Yeah, like it. W- I never saw the grade ones. And it's just like... Obviously, you're playing at the same times of recess and stuff like that, but you just stay with your friend group. Like, Mm -hmm. the grade eights obviously had more... It's like hierarchy as well. Mm -hmm. We would stand by the rocks, and we would talk and gossip rather than the grade ones would be on the field playing, right? And at that age, they're sponges, so... If they yeah. see any type of behavior in the very difficult middle school years, you wouldn't want them reflecting any of that. Okay, so moving on. I basically think that what you're saying is it can conquer what your mindset is growing up. So obviously you had that difficulty um, transitioning from schools. And I think that same transition through high school can go through in university. So like I wanted to say before, how was that transition when you went into university? Because I know from a per- friend's perspective, I know that you did struggle. Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be really interesting to hear how you overcame those or you know what ways you're taking to overcome them. For sure. Just a self-disclaimer, there are many other interchanging aspects of things that affected my educational experience. Like, it's not all bad, and there's different things that have affected it. However, regarding the change from, or the transfer between college and university, I know now that I'm a visual Mm -hmm. and a hands-on person. I can do the aspect of university, which is what I feel like kind of the opposite depending on your program, but you got to be way more creative with it. Like now that I'm a visual person, I need to go back to what we used to do in grade like 11 English class and do that circle with the sticks coming out and put down all your ideas. And then you do your rough draft. Oh, like the the, uh, word bubble. Yeah, like the brain bubble, brainstorm. Like those, like those things make sense to me now because Mm -hmm. they, they apply, I guess, more to university than they do college. Yeah. But I definitely would say my university experience has not been easy yeah i've already written my instagram bio for the photo for when i graduate like (laughs) hooray hurrah 
But I remembered a bunch of my roommates saying that when they got to like third, their whole experience changed. They were able to like handle the workload better Mm -hmm. and they just understood and navigated university differently and to their advantage. And I feel that since this was supposed to be my last year, but I've now changed my program. Sorry if any of my friends didn't know that. (laughs) Changed and family. But I would say... I'm not someone who can do the five credit course load. Mm-hmm. I'm someone who needs to have something else like work. So next, I'm only taking three classes next semester. And I think that is completely beneficial for people like me. Totally. So I was so occupied with the thought of graduating in April of 2020 mm-hmm. that I was not even really considering like, what can I get out of university if I really like throw myself into it? Yeah. And... I've come to the realization that you you develop such valuable skills that are going to be cemented for the rest of your life. So I'm so excited for having a course load that reflects what I need. And realizing that, I've changed my... Even the program title just brings me more happiness. Mm-hmm. So that shows me that it was a step in the right direction. And people I spoke to at Brock, they're like, don't be so caught up with finishing. Students are always thinking about let's get it done, let's get out of here. Instead of saying, you're in school for this amount of time, I'm holding my hands about seven inches apart. <laughs> and you're, the rest of your life is vast. Yeah. So put the work in, get what you can out of it. There's so much stuff out there for you, you know? I feel like I completely agree. So I took an extra year. So instead of four years, I did fit five years, fifth years, <laughs> I did five years. And I feel the same exact way. Growing up, I was always like, I just want to finish school. Like as people can understand now, I wasn't good at school at all. So my perception was, let me just try to ram out all my courses that I can do so I can finish rather than actually enjoying with what I'm learning and able to obtain personable and good critical information. I think when I first moved in with you guys, I was going through really horrible like mental health issues that I actually switched into three courses for one semester which is basically a part-time student and it just was like really it was really bad but it was so good academically because I was able to figure out what courses I can choose to move forward with and actually you know have courses that I'm enjoying taking rather than mandatory courses basically what I'm saying is I completely understand what, what you're saying and I think it's so noted to make sure that people understand whether whether you're in university right now you're going into university to not stay hooked onto the amount that you're doing but the quality like mm-hmm. quantity over quality always no. yes right no quality oh, reverse yeah quality over quantity that's what I chica, 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 bring it back yeah <laughs> that's what i meant to say and i think that during covid you had that critical self-reflection that you were like hey i do treat school like such a burden and maybe switching my program or looking into my options can bring me more happiness and it did yes it felt like a prison because it felt like I was traveling someone else's journey basically because Mm. like my professor he's the one that like ushered me to go to university which I think is great he believed in me of course I want to try that out it would it clearly was one of the best experiences I chose for sure but now I can take things that I like that can benefit me and they can be diverse Mm-hmm. And they could lead me to different paths. Like you literally do not know unless you just dip your foot in the water. And that's what I want to do now. 
One of the best pieces of advice that I was given to was by my mom. She told me when I was in grade 12, I guess, like transitioning into um, university, she said, What's, what program do you want to do? And I said, I don't know. I like children. I go, but I don't know if I'm going to have job security. She goes, Emma, enough with that. She goes, it doesn't matter if you're going to do a program that has no jobs in it. You're going to get the quality of education that you're going to get. Enjoy it rather than be burdened with a program that you're not going to enjoy, get a job you're not going to enjoy, and it creates no happiness for you. Do something that you enjoy rather than do something that you don't because it, in the end, if you're doing something you'll love, you'll find a career out of it. Uh-huh. Do you get what I mean? And I think that's one of the best advice that I've ever gotten, something that I needed to hear and what kept me motivating within my whole program. And I think a lot of people need to understand that Stop thinking that, oh, I'm not in a business program. I'm not in maths or science. Like, how am I going to get a job? But that's what parents continuously condition us to think. If you're not like uh, science, maths, or business smart, you're not getting a job. That's so incorrect. It's very limiting. (laughs) Yeah. So I just think moral of what we're kind of trying to say is prioritize your happiness over money. Money. Because time. Dude, it's just not worth it. It's not. I think school has been a massive contributor, if not the creator Mm -hmm. of my mental health. Yeah. It's something you should take seriously too. There's Mm -hmm. many pieces of advice I would probably give to high school students, Mm -hmm. including starting in grade nine. I remember they would come to our class and like say we should start thinking about what we want in grade 11 and grade 12 and grade 10. The year before, I'm like, if I want to pick something I'm interested in, like it's not going to be within that time frame yeah within your guidance or your earlier the better yeah okay so now that we're you know all high schooled out and we you know i think you guys get the message we're going to switch into something more lighthearted and fun so we both decided that we're going to ask each other one question so okay my question is to you obviously you're the only person in the room so as we said before we've lived with each other for three years Okay, so we obviously know each other inside out. So living with, you know, six girls and gone, like we had new girls coming in and all the time. Anyways, what's one thing you've learned living with us? Besides everything? (laughs) I think I learned to be more selfless. I, I wouldn't say I wasn't before, but I think I'm a much kinder and giving person now because I was surrounded by a very, very good group of girls who genuinely care about other people. And there was never that like girl, girl, like, yeah, like none of that, none of that. Like they literally care. They were considerate morning to night. There's nothing but good things I could say about all the girls we've ever lived with. Same, same. And they all bring something different too. We're all connected in weird ways, even through like other friends. We have similarities, but then we have like really fun differences like we're just a fun group yeah i like that answer Mm -hmm. that's a good answer so my question for emma is this (laughs) you (laughs) spoke you spoke about how your third year was really difficult and Mm -hmm. that was when we met you so could you explain how we may have influenced or helped you get through that situation because i can say from when i met you to now you've done like a full 360 Mm -hmm. but you didn't end up in like where you were to start like you've changed so much but in the best ways so tell me a little bit about that how do you think i've changed i think everything even like your demeanor changed you're overall much happier you have such a good outlook on life you're a great friend fabulous friend good cook i feel like your will and like the love of life 
is just way more prominent than it was then. Okay, so let me answer your question. I actually appreciate all those things. Those mm-hmm. are really nice. I'm actually kind of It's crying. a non-exhaustive list. <laughs> Stop. Okay, so when I met you guys, I was dealing with massive depression. Like, like you were saying, didn't really have a passion to see the good things. I was always negative. I was surrounding myself with people that just didn't bring out that positivity that I love that people have, I guess you could say. And I'm very much a person that needs to be surrounded with the same mindset that I have in order to achieve my goals and motivation. Because that's- Of course, you are who you surround yourself with. Exactly. Okay, the main thing you guys taught me was confidence, to believe it or not. I feel like growing up, I didn't really know like who I was. Moving into a house that no one knew me and they had such nice things to say about me already. I was like, how are girls like this supportive? And healthy. And healthy. So I would be wearing clothes that I'd be like scared or like more comfortable in rather than showing something that I feel more confident in. So I remember just the girls being like, you are so beautiful. You need to wear this. Like you look so great in this or you're so smart and you're so funny. And I love when you do this and just basically showering with compliments that I never saw within myself. And once I started to hear it and once I started to surround myself with people that just had genuine good intentions, it created a version of myself that was hidden for so long. And I think in all honesty, what I'm trying to say is you guys created a confidence within my own physical, mental, personality, everything that made me who I am. I learned my self-worth. I never put up with anything below that. I realized uh, how to do proper confrontation and healthy confrontation. I realized my passion of like what I love to do and to do it, basically this podcast, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just everything like that. I think that that's the most important lesson that anyone could get moving into a house full of girls and university. The support system is yeah. very true. You guys genuinely like, I feel like I could definitely get really emotional about it, but in a way, I feel like you guys like kind of saved me because I was so dark. I was so just down a really bad road. I was not doing well in school. I didn't know why I was in university. I was struggling with so many things physical. I had such bad acne, confidence. I didn't like my body. I was trying to work out, but no results. And moving in with you guys is just like happiness all the time. Wonderfully said, (laughs) wonderfully put. And I would say you speak for the both of us but that makes sense because I think we're very similar Mm -hmm. with mental health, the way we view ourselves, everything. And I would have to say the exact same thing. I I really like that question. And I hope that the roommates listening felt the same because I think that we all just have such a strong connection. And even though we don't talk to each other like every single day, we'll get together like it's nothing and just catch Mm up. It's just genuinely like a family. That's what I felt. Okay, guys, so I think we're going to end it there. So make sure to keep a lookout for new episodes um, that involve Lisa. I had such a great time recording, and I feel like we talked about a lot of meaningful and, um, you know, just crucial information that I think would be really beneficial to people. Thank you so much for coming, but I wanted to ask you one more question. So through this podcast, we talked about a lot of meaningful things. So what's one message that you hope overlays to everyone listening? I think, obviously, we talked at the tip of the iceberg of everything, but... I want everyone to know that the way you view yourself is super important. Self-dialogue, it can drive you in in a good direction or a bad direction. And I found that throughout everything we spoke about, I needed to have a better self-image of myself 
And that's why I like doing this self-reflection and I think everyone should consider doing it because you end up being a much better person and I love the way it's going and I'm not going to stop because I want to be a better person. Amazing. Not that I'm not already. <laughs> I think that's so, so amazing. And thank you so much for coming on. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Make sure to follow my Instagram at kingscorner underscore life notes and let us know if you enjoyed this episode. And scene. <laughs> Bye. Bye.